Welcome to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast, showcasing the amazing individuals we have in our region. Hello, welcome to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. Today it's the 22nd of March and I have got the non-Yorkshire person, Karen Brindle, with me, and we'll get on to that. She's not from Yorkshire, but she's an adoptive Yorkshire woman, and she lives in Yorkshire, and she conducts a business in Yorkshire, and I think your children are from Yorkshire, so... Longer than London, so I've lived here 25 years. Yeah, so I uh, we had a quick discussion beforehand about how I best describe Karen, and, and I'm going to give you my take on it, and then let her explain a little bit, so... I've got you down as multi-award winning nutrition and mindset coach, but you are also a clinical hypnotherapist. Very impressive. Mm -hmm. So just, do you want to start off by just telling us what you do today? What is your business and what are you doing in Yorkshire? Okay. Uh, So my business is called The Midlife Reset. And basically it's helping midlife ladies like myself. Uh, So ladies over 40 in the areas of either weight loss, um, anxiety, or just general menopausal or um, perimenopausal symptoms. So it kind of covers everything. Yeah, okay. And you have got a list, as long as you're um, of awards, because I went on to your um, (laughs) your Facebook group. Not that I ever talk about them. And it's taken me ages to read them. I was like, gosh, she's she's obviously very brilliant at what she does. So your latest award, what, what was that one? That was quite recently, wasn't it? Well, actually, I have actually got um, another one this week that isn't on my website at the moment. Wow. <laughs> so it's been a busy week. So um, it's from Lux Life magazine, and it's uh, per- the number one personal health coach in the UK. Excellent. Yeah. So you're not from Yorkshire. You no. started out somewhere else. And yeah. what I'm really interested to understand is how you got from you kind of leaving school, what you wanted to do, how you kind of career or work life progress to to the point that you are now helping women like yourself so take us back to school where that was and what you thought you were going to do yeah okay so a long long time ago I lived in London um, and then I came up to Leeds for university so in all honesty at that time I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do Um, and then after university I fell into recruitment Um, And for me, it wasn't really something that I was massively passionate about. Um, And it was just very much something that, that you know, it was a job at the time, basically, for me. Um, So I carried on with recruitment with varying uh, degrees of success um, until I had my first child. Um, um, And that was 12 years ago. So my gorgeous son, Harry, was born 12 years ago and he was born with Down syndrome. Um, So that kind of changed everything and, you know, change everything on its axis, basically. Um, so I wanted to um, have a career and I wanted to be, but I wanted to be around for him and I wanted to give him all the help that he needed. And a full-time recruitment role didn't really do that, basically. So that's kind of how the, the first kind of instances of thinking of starting my own business. Yeah. Okay. So you, you're in Leeds now. Did you marry a Leeds man or is you partner Leeds? A Lancashire man. So yeah, so I met him. So I went to university and um, I went back to London, um, but only for about three months. <laughs> um, and then decided I want to cut. I miss Leeds. I wanted to come back to Leeds because all my roots are here, my friends. Um, I'd also met a boyfriend who's now my husband as well. Um, and as I said, I've been up here about 25 years now. So um so I feel much more of a Yorkshire lass than London now. 
Yeah. And apparently, yeah. when I'm in London, they say that I sound Yorkshire. And when I'm here, apparently I sound like I'm from London. So Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think you sound Yorkshire at all. But um, my husband's from down south and he gets the same where he? he's been here longer than, than he's been down south and, and vice versa. I don't think he sounds like Yorkshire at all. But then when he's with his mates from down there, they all think that he sounds northern. Exactly so, the same. I think it's especially if I have my U words like pub and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So you went on to have two more children though, didn't you? I did. So before I actually started my own business, I just, I kind of almost in my head thought, right, I'm just going to have all my children and then I'm going to start a business. Because uh, at the time my husband worked away all week, so it just didn't feel like the right time. So I had another two children um, and then as soon as my daughter was born, about a few months later, um, I trained as a hypnotherapist. And what, um, what made you want to get into hypnotherapy? Because it's quite a random place to be after recruitment isn't it yeah <laughs> well there was a really specific reason actually and it's it's again all to do with my first son harry um so i did um hypnobirth when i was pregnant with harry and obviously when i was having him and it almost changed my complete personality so normally like a paper cut would be a big deal for me <laughs> um and i did a whole labor with no pain relief and and i actually enjoyed it which is just completely the opposite of how i would normally be um, but much more importantly, I didn't do any tests um, when I was pregnant to, you know, any prenatal tests. And so when Harry was born with Down syndrome, it was a complete and utter surprise. Um, but quite unusually, I think, well, I've heard it's unusually, I just accepted it straight away. And I think that a lot of that was to do with all the hypnosis I'd done in pregnancy and all the amazing positive messages. So when he was born, um, I didn't have that kind of period where I you know, I was really, really upset and I bonded with him straight away. So I've always had that kind of, you know, that real draw to it, basically. Oh, that's lovely. So yeah. he inspired you or the, yeah. that experience inspired you to go on and learn how to do it yourself. Yes. Did you think at that point that you might make a business out of it or was it just something that you were really interested in? Oh, no, it was always a business because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to provide for my children. So I was always thinking of, you know, of a business. but. Uh, when I was training, I decided that I wanted to niche, which was at the time weight loss. So my first kind of business was called the Weight Loss Queen. It's still part of my business now. Um, and the reason for that is another really personal reason. So um, my mum passed away from obesity. And so I'm a bit upset. <laughs> um, and um, my family have health issues from obesity as well. Um, so I've obviously seen the devastation it caused. So I, it just felt like something I'd be really passionate about, which I think is why, you know, I have done well in that area is because I'm really passionate about clients changing their lives and getting the results. Okay. So you were, you were doing the hypnotherapy stuff. Where did the nutrition th piece come in? So when I was training as a hypnosis, then I, I also trained as a weight loss coach because I realized that I did, you know, I didn't think that hypnosis on its own was enough. Um, and then a, in lockdown, um, so it's always been a mindset course, my course. Um, but in lockdown, I decided I wanted to add nutrition to it. And I really wanted to kind of um, focus on midlife ladies because obviously our, our changes in hormones makes a, a massive difference uh, to weight management or our mental health or all sorts of manner of things. Uh, so I trained in nutrition for a year in lockdown um, with Amanda Hamilton. She's uh, the UK's top nutritionist and she's always on TV, like how to live longer. 
Um, so I wanted to not look, not just do weight weight loss anymore, and I wanted to do all things midlife. So um, I decided to train in nutrition and add that to it as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm in I'm kind of in your target audience. I'm not over forty. I'm over fifty. Um, and I've done a, I've just finished a, a program very similar to what you do. And yeah, I know it's like, I only found out that you did that when I'd kind of was halfway through it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what it is about hitting a certain point and, you know, I, mine wasn't necessarily about, um, the weight alone. It, yeah. You know, I can carry an, an extra bit of weight without a problem, but it was this kind of sluggishness and, and you know, the Completely. the 30 menopause symptoms that nobody's ever told you about. Yes. Um, and I just wanted to restart everything. I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity. It's quiet in January and February. Let's, let's kind of go for it, which is why I went into it. But yeah, mindset's really big in that, in that whole piece, because clearly if you, if you don't start making habits and you go back to the way that you were, then it's kind of like, what's the point in doing it? You know, my group program is called Weight Loss Without Willpower. And the reason being is first, you've got to get rid of your physiological cravings and you do that via nutrition. But then secondly, you've got to create long-term habits because you can't, you can't change permanently. You can't rely on willpower forever. It has a hundred percent failure rate. You've got to, there's got to come a point where it becomes natural. Mm. So, yes. so Without sharing your whole program, if you were to give somebody three to five tips around how to sort of kickstart feeling better about yourself and physically and mentally, what would you advise? So, and I, this would cover anything. This would cover weight loss. It would cover anxiety. It would cover the symptoms. It, you know, it, it, it would work for all. Um, but I think number one is putting health first, as in, and what I mean by that is particularly with weight loss, people can often go for things like low fat yogurts full of sugar or diet bars and, 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 and unhealthy ways just to get the weight off. But actually what happens then is it can massively affect your mental health. We know that a lot of sugar, and I love sugar, but a lot of sugar massively affects your mental health in a negative way. Um, so it's about moving to real foods. I always say to people, if something's telling you to stick, you know, keep away from avocados and bananas and nuts and seeds, then you should run a mile. So it's keeping it real, basically. So 80% of the time I get my clients to have the whole foods and the other 20% of the time to have whatever they like. So I'm like a sucker for wine and pizza and curries. And yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So and I, and I don't want to do without those things. So I think both those things are important. Moving more towards kind foods, full fat foods, which are amazing for your health and your metabolic health and your hormone health and your weight loss. Um, so that would be number one. Uh, number two uh, would be sleep, <laughs> um, particularly in midlife. Um, you know, when we don't get a good night's sleep, our hunger levels go up, um, our blood sugar levels go all over the place and we get cravings. And also, not to kind of scare people, but when you have like five nights of not very good sleep, and when I say not very good, probably like six hours or less, our body starts acting pre-diabetic, <clears throat> which yeah. basically means we massively go into fat storage mode. So sleep is massively important. Also for mood and motivation. Um, and the last one is, is, these are really obvious ones, but the basics are really important, um, is movement. And again, I think it's always moving more for mental health than for weight loss. 
You know, yeah. I know that if I don't move my body, because I've I had COVID a couple of weeks ago, as I, I mentioned to you, um, and so I couldn't exercise for a couple of weeks, and I, and it makes me so crabby. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've okay, I've got a dog. If, if you've got a dog, then movements way easier than a non-negotiable. Yeah, I've got a little dog because yeah, my dog can only walk twenty minutes a day, so it's not really massive. Yeah, well, my dog will walk for miles, and and oh, right, like, you know, that's the first thing that we do in the morning. And this morning we've been out done about an hour and 20 minutes and I absolutely love it especially on a yeah. day like today um and the sleep thing's interesting because I mean I, I can sleep for England um, yeah I'm obsessed with sleep but my sleep was disrupted as I started to go into the perimenopause um when I embarked on on this wellness program of my own I noticed that I was sleeping amazingly and I think what I now know is that alcohol has a really bad effect on my sleep. Absolutely. Same I drink, does. Yeah. It's like, welcome to the sleepless night. Not, not sleepless, um, yeah. broken sleep. Exactly the same as me. And I, you know, I haven't got to the point where I'm willing to give up wine on a Friday and Saturday, but I do not sleep great on a Friday and Saturday night. And it's not like I'm drinking loads. Um, another little tip, actually, if you don't want to be saying for actually ladies, particularly over 40 is, um, so I love that, you know, I love my wine, um, but um, wine, um, particularly again, when we're over 40, um, causes quite massive issues for weight loss in that actually it completely blunts fat burning by about 73% after two drinks. So if you are going to drink wine, um, and I won't bore you with the science behind it, but if you are going to drink wine, uh, it's probably best doing it one or two nights a week, as opposed to half a bottle of night, which basically means your dinner is just going to sit on you yeah okay that's a really great tip yeah <laughs> Noted. um you mentioned something which i really like the sound of kind foods just tell us a bit yeah. more about that just you know to me things like diet bars and low-fat yogurts are just they're just not kind foods you know they don't taste good i think that's the number one i always say to my clients when you look at a plate of food you should think is this satiating so something like a low-fat yogurt isn't it wouldn't satiate a child and is it tasty and so things that are just used to lose weight but at the expense of taste and actually normally at the expense of um you know you'll you'll get cravings later and not really kind foods so i think i'm talking about diet foods rice cakes unless you love them yeah no we should only eat food that we love yeah so what are what are some really good big hitting foods that you can eat so, well, for me, I can tell you kind of, you know, my sort of non-negotiables every day is probably um, avocado, which is just absolutely amazing and so satiating, great for hormone health, metabolic health, skin, which obviously we need all the help we can get yeah. <laughs> in midlife. So, you know, eat the avocados. Um, every day I have um, almond butter for protein, fats again, um, kia seeds every day um but you know any kind of fruit veg you know protein um as i said you know 20 percent of the time i eat junk but yeah i would say the food that i wouldn't live without daily is probably avocados and kind of nuts and seeds but particularly kia seeds they're the, the highest form of protein plant-based protein on the planet so they are brilliant and they don't taste of anything so they're an easy win yeah, you see, I use flax seeds. Is that kind of the same? Yeah, they're brilliant. I use them daily as well, actually, for hormone balance. So, yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. Well, you've preached into the converted with me anyway. I know. Um, 
Yeah, I'm sure that some of our listeners are going to find this really, really interesting. <clears throat> so um, we kind of have had a conversation offline um, about ADHD, which you said that you were okay, okay to talk about. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of timely for me, really, because I was I went onto a webinar last week and the speaker was talking about um, how it is for her with ADHD and how it is to work with other people and how challenging it is sometimes. So just talk us through your kind of ADHD diagnosis and how you manage to run your business with, with that, I don't want to say label, you know what I mean, with the diagnosis, how do you manage yeah. your business with ADHD? Okay. So it was something that I didn't find out I had till I was about, I think, 27, 28, something like that, when I lived in Australia. Um, and basically, I was working <coughs> just while I was traveling as um, at a clinic for ADHD, um, but I'd never considered that I had it. <laughs> um, so it was a doctor there that suggested that I should, you know, uh, have a chat with him and, and go for it. And it kind of was literally like a light bulb moment because everything that I'd always kind of struggled with um, kind of made sense. So for me, it really manifests itself in kind of like uh, hyperactivity and finding it hard to sit still. Less so now I've got older because <laughs> I think with three kids and being middle, now being 46, that slowed me down a little bit. But it's, particularly when I was younger, uh, it was very, very difficult to get me to focus on anything. So I got into a lot of trouble at school. Um, I think when I worked in recruitment, I wasn't very focused. Um, so it caused kind of lots of issues. I would just kind of get up and wander around while people were talking to me. Um, so it caused kind of quite a lot of challenges. Um, but in terms of my business, um, it can also kind of manifest itself in that you can be very hyper-focused. And I think that's what's happened with my business is that because it's something that I'm so passionate about and I love, um, I just can't get enough about learning about it. I just love working with my clients. You know, I really, I have the energy to kind of put in 100% and really help them. Um, but there is aspects that it does, you know, it is challenging within my business as well. Um, and that would be more the admin side of things and the background side of things. So I, um, I get help basically because I need it on <laughs> in, the, in them areas. So I've got a VA and I've got somebody, uh, you know, to do all my computer stuff, et cetera, as well. Um, because they, these are the things that I really find, you know, quite challenging to focus on basically. Yeah. So do you think that the kind of having the diagnosis helps you in terms of, you kind of know your limitations so you know where you need to bring in outside help yeah I think it did you know I was never unhappy at all you know I always thought I just was a bit unusual <laughs> um but it, it did help to know because then you were like oh right okay I understand now I understand why I've done that and absolutely understanding the things that I'm not so great at and my limitations and also the things that I'm better at so yeah for me personally because I can see it in my two, two of my children as well um but i'm i'm not i'm not at the place where i want to get diagnosis them diagnosed at this point i just want them to kind of live their life um but obviously would we'll be open to that at a later date if needs be but yeah for me it, it did help because i'm like right okay that part of my business isn't for me i'm gonna outsource it yeah yeah definitely. i've got to say when i met you about 14 months ago i think for the first time we were we were on a joint photo shoot and um yeah, I, you came in a, in a whirlwind and you were really <laughs> high energy. And, 
<laughs> I'm always like late or like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, no, it does make me a little bit hyperactive. <laughs> I wouldn't have described you as hyperactive. I just thought you were really high energy. Oh, good. Um, well, that's good. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Karen, that's been a really interesting chat, but we're at the point of the podcast now where I'm going to ask you some questions about Yorkshire. Ooh. The first question is, what is your favourite view in Yorkshire? Ooh. Um, bah, bah, bah. Just probably because it's near to me and, it, and weirdly it reminds me of the first lockdown, um, which I actually enjoyed the first lockdown, not so much the other ones, but just the view um, over the lake in Randall Park. Because yeah. we spent, because there was obviously nowhere to go, it was just a really nice place to go during lockdown with the kids, and they played on the golf course, and and we chilled out there. So it's probably not my favourite view, but that's the one that kind of is immediately springing to mind. Yeah, yeah, good. Roundhead Park's going to be packed now. When everybody's listened to this, they'll want to go and see the lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's always packed. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what is your favourite restaurant in Yorkshire? Hmm. So, uh, let me think. So I do tend to go quite local with my restaurants. We, go, we tend to go every week to a restaurant. That's our kind of our, our thing with the kids. Um, I do love, I love all cuisines, but I do love a good Italian restaurant. I'm a sucker for Italy and Italian food. So uh, maybe Colto's, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's am amazing pizzas, Panzerotto. They're both in North Leeds, like really beautiful, gorgeous pizzas. I will always choose the pizza if the pizza's on the menu. I'm glad to hear that because pizza's yeah. one of my favorite things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love a pizza. It's in fact, it's making me want it now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, might have to give that one a try. So what is your favourite Yorkshire seaside town? Oh, do you know what? I haven't been to many, if I'm honest. Um, so I've only been to Scarborough, I think, with the kids. So I haven't. Oh, actually, we went to Robin Hood's Bay, which I'd never. So that, that's the only other one we've been to. And we went there quite recently, a few months ago. And that was, yeah, that was really stunning. Although my yeah. kids, um, my, my son with Down syndrome refused to walk down the hill, so we had to leave him with his dad at the top. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really pretty, but I haven't been to, you know, I know a lot of people go to that, things like Staves, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, I always see that and I always think we must go there. Um, but yeah, I, I, the only ones I've been to are Scarborough and Robin Hood's Bay. Yeah, but both great places. I, I love that East Yorkshire coast. Um, yeah. The, the funny thing about Robin Hood's Bay, and we've been going for years and taking our kids, so we're now uh, not little ones but um there's a really good ice cream shop at the bottom so we used to just say look you know we've got to get down there because there's the ice cream shop plus there's a really old-fashioned sweet shop yeah so that was the pull to get them down getting them up's a different a different problem <laughs> <laughs> then we didn't care yeah <laughs> like, i do yeah, exactly well, the same yeah take your time <laughs> give a little bit of a carrot yeah exactly yeah yeah good so on a final note, Karen, if somebody who's listening and this all resonates with them and they'd like to get in touch with you about your yeah. Midlife Reset programme, um, what's the best way of getting in touch with you? Um, so I have a free Facebook group called the Midlife Reset Secret Inner Circle. Um, so that has loads of free content as well. So every Friday I do um, a, a live. I think last week was... 
how to beat um, belly fat in midlife because obviously, well, not obviously, but our, we, we are much more prone to that in midlife. Um, and I think uh, the other one recently I did was um, about anxiety as well. So it, there's a different theme every week, basically. So that would be a good way. Um, or via my website, which has all the details of my anxiety programs, my ultimate weight loss experience, and also the weight loss without willpower. So either or is, yeah, you can get in touch with me. Brilliant. Well, you've been great. Thank you for being the guest and I hope to see you soon. Yes, thank you. Nice to see you. Thank you for listening to the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. Brought to you by Topic UK Magazine and Yorkshire Businesswoman Magazine.